Please continue with us as we study, as we do study number 14, A Portrait of Jesus Christ. This is part number two. In Micah, in the book, in Micah chapter 5, in verse 2, it says, But thou Bethlehem of Ephraim, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee there shall come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler, be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old and from everlasting. Notice that. It identifies that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, even though he was going to live in Nazareth. And the unique way in that God established uh, for these things to come about is actually pretty amazing also. So when we go to the scripture in chapter 2 of the book of Matthew, in verse 1, it says this concerning the fulfillment of the prophecy. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the, from the east unto Jerusalem. So here we see the fulfillment of what had been prophesied. You know, he couldn't decide where he was going to be born. Mary couldn't decide where she But God knew because of the circumstances of where he would be born at. And then the scripture says in the book of Luke, in chapter 2, in verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and of the lineage of David. Verse 5, To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being, being great with child. Verse 6, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn, and wrapped him in swaddly clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room at the inn. This is where Jesus was born at. He was born in Bethlehem. The scripture also describes and says uh, the manner of whom was going to be his mother and how this was going to be accomplished in his life. And we find this in the scripture <clears throat> in the book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then when you go to the New Testament, <clears throat> in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 22. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, in verse 23 now, <clears throat> Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted, God 
with us. The, the, the thing surrounding this conception of Jesus, we can find in the book of Luke in chapter 1, in verse 26 onward, 27, 28, all the way to 30, 32 and onward. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Remember Jesus? His lineage is of the house of David. And the virgin's name was, was uh, Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hell, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the same. Notice, it wasn't so much at the angel, but at what he said, the manner of what he spoke. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Verse 30, the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Most High, or the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Here once again, in the New Testament, we find fulfillment of what was promised in the Old Testament unto David and to Abraham and to all these individuals. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I do not know a man? And the angel said unto her, or answered her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. <clears throat> so if we go back into the Old Testament, we can see some more things concerning the birth of Jesus and his coming and his ministry and many, of, many more of these things. In the book of Daniel, in chapter 9, in verse 25, it says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. So if you total that up, seven weeks and, and 62 weeks, that's a total of 69 weeks. And the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in times of troublous times. And after, <clears throat> verse 26, And after threescore and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. So, it was prophesied that Jesus would die at the end of that 69th week, and Jerusalem would cease also to have its uh, uh, temple and its sacrifices, and uh, they would be scattered. 
throughout the entire world. I mean, totally, totally scattered until in 1948 they become a nation again. They're spread through the four winds of the earth, the four corners. And <clears throat> uh, this was prophesied by Daniel as part of what would take place. But concerning Jesus, then we have Malachi. He says that I will send my messenger, and he does come in the days that it is prophesied. Where John the Baptist would come, and he would begin preaching the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 onward, 3, chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. And in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Then in Matthew chapter 11, concern, uh, chapter 11 verse 7, <clears throat> we see what Jesus describes concerning John the Baptist and that which was written by Malachi. And it says, And they departed, and Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft remnant or clothing? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. In uh, verse 9, But what went ye out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. Verse 10, For he is him of whom it is written, Behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare the way before thee. So John came preparing the way for Jesus, <clears throat> announcing the kingdom of God, repent, the kingdom of God was at hand, and for people to be baptized. So he came preparing the way for Jesus, and when they do meet up, John the Baptist that basically says, I'm not worthy, you know, you should be baptizing me, but Jesus said, all things must be done accordingly so that the scripture can be fulfilled. As we continue our reading, we're going to see that Jesus continues to fulfill the scripture by entering into the ministry. Entering into the ministry which was prophesied. Entering into the ministry and fulfilling everything that was written about him in the Old Testament. Fulfilling it in the New. We find in the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 76, And thou shalt shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before his face, or before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. So we see this. We see also in the book of Jeremiah that this is also prophesied and mentioned of Jesus and of John, in that it says... <clears throat> Jeremiah 31, 31, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which covenant they broke. Those of you that are familiar with the previous studies, 
they did break that covenant and God had promised certain things that would happen to them if they broke it. He also promised certain things that would happen to them if they kept it. Well, they broke it and those things came to pass in their lives. So it says, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God. They shall be my people. Verse 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord. For they shall know, all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. I will forgive their iniquities, and I will not remember their sins no more. In the book of Hebrews, in chapter 9, and verse 13, 14, and 15, this is what the scripture has to say and depict concerning the covenant. It says, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your consciences from dead works to serve the living God? For this cause he is the mediator of the new covenant, the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So Jesus becomes the mediator of the new covenant. Israel had the old covenant. Jesus comes and he establishes the second covenant or the new covenant. And he is the living tester. He died and he arose again to make sure that that covenant is established and fulfilled in every one of its promises. Those of you that have been following us on the Sunday messages, we've been talking about the, the red heifer that was offered. And here is a good example in the scriptures that we read of the purifying and the sprinkling of blood to purify our conscience from dead works, which is another topic in itself. But I will not go there, at least not, not, not right now and not today. If we go to the book of John in chapter 1, verse 29, it says concerning John, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Verse 30, This is he of whom I said, Remember that's the message he was preaching. He was preparing the way. After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bore record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove upon him. Verse 33. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. Remember, the Holy Spirit never remained on anybody. 
He came upon them, but then left to anoint them. But upon Jesus, he came and he stayed throughout the entire ministry up until the time of his death. The same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Jesus was very acquainted and familiar with the Holy Spirit, having experienced in his ministry the work of the Holy Spirit all that time, knowing that it was through and by the power of the Holy Spirit that not only would he overcome the devil, overcome the world, overcome the flesh, but be able to overcome death, hell, and the grave itself. For the spirit of him that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in you, Romans 8.11, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Please continue with us to section number three as we come to the conclusion of this part for today's study on the portrait of Jesus, the Messiah, his life, his ministry, his birth, his message, his resurrection, as we continue this study, please join us in Jesus' name to the next part.